You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about how and why debt collection works for your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. Welcome to Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andrea Schwabe. You don't need to guess why it's been months since we recorded a podcast. When the pandemic lockdown happened in March, everyone was scrambling. Well, almost everyone. Businesses without interruption, continuity, or disaster plans scrambled to make them up as they went along, as if things weren't hard enough. And then the fact that people's incomes were locked down, too, made matters worse. This podcast talks about ways to keep cash, credit, and debt in circulation so your business can prosper. But what happens when the circulation is slowed or stopped for everyone, everywhere? Mark Biard is MetCredit's Vice President of Contact Strategies and Performance, and he says it was a massive undertaking to keep working while changing how the company served its clients. Months later, he says while strategies and client priorities have shifted, business is pretty much back to normal. In this episode, we review all of it. We're reviewing the start of the pandemic to explore how it affected MetCredit and its clients, and we round out the conversation talking about the present and how he thinks the future might unfold. We started the conversation with MetCredit's VP, Mark Biard, with a health and safety check, asking, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, everybody's uh, managing to uh, be as uh, normal as possible, and, and so uh, we're pretty grateful for that. And just finding a new normal, sort of finding where, where normal can be. I exactly. think there's a lot of exactly. it for people. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the lockdown hit in the middle of March, and really that's when COVID kind of happened for everybody, including businesses. So walk us through the time before the first lockdown in March, and, and what, Met, what was MetCredit doing to prepare for that? Well, I think the biggest thing we had been doing was, um, apart from making sure that our business continuity plan was was um, up to date and, and testing it annually, we were having a lot of conversations with clients who, um, you know, nobody knew that this pandemic was really coming, um, and but they did know that there was a uh, looming um, economic downturn. And so we were having conversations with them on, you know, what we were going to be able to do to, to help them when uh, an event happened that caused this, you know, an economic downturn and um, there would be a, a national um, debt crisis. How do you have those conversations? They're, they're usually initiated by the client, and uh, it's more about resources and how we would handle uh, the increase in business and, and what options we could provide to their customers for um, for discussing their hardships and providing them with different options to communicate with us, and then in some cases, the ability to self-cure. When everything first hit, again, mid-March, what did you see initially in terms of credit and debt and what was happening? Yeah, so I guess the first thing that, you know, to, to start from the beginning, which is always a good spot to start from, is is we, you know, we had to 
um, pivot very quickly as a business, as, as just what everybody did. Um, we had to activate our, our business continuity plan, and and uh, that was a pretty monumental task and a comple- complex project uh, that involved transitioning all of our staff to work from home, and while at the same time being able to to meet all of our clients' data security standards. Um, and what we saw initially, I guess, was probably about three to four weeks of um, what I can call panic, um, whether it be from our clients, um, our staff, uh, and and the debtors. Uh, every everything was so up in the air and uncertain, uh, and and it really did look quite dire. Um, you know, there's businesses were were being mandated to shut down. We were told to stay home and locked in our house. And I guess we were watching what was happening afar in Europe and seeing, you know, Italy where people were quarantined in their homes for months. And and so the thought was for everybody is how do you survive? How do you survive as a business? And how do you survive just as a, as a human and as a family? Uh, and make it through through this crisis. So that lasted, I think, about three or four weeks before people started to um, maybe feel a little more comfortable. Uh, so our business really slowed down dramatically. Uh, people were, I think, uh, what I like to call in, in the hoarding phase. Um, they were preserving their what whatever capital they did have and, and uh, spending it on necessities. Um, and then after about four weeks, I think things started to return to normal. Uh, the government stimulus programs for businesses and consumers were, were starting to roll out. And um, within about six weeks, things, for the most part, had returned back to normal. Like, How much of a dip did you see in business in, in sort of engagement early on? Probably about 50% in that, that first three to four week period. Wow. And then it started to pick up yeah. again. Yeah, and and so I think what happened was it, once people realized the ones that w- were able to keep their jobs, uh, they realized that um, uh, they had more disposable income. Um, we saw a lot of them start to pay off their debt faster, you know, and they had more disposable income because uh, money wasn't being spent on that family vacation that would be taken normally at spring break or, or going to the movies or out to dinner or, or any kind of entertainment uh, uh, or even, you know, say commuting back and forth to work. Um, so at the end of the day, maybe their income hadn't been impacted, uh, and but their their ability to spend that money um, had it been made more challenging. So they were using that money to pay off their debt quicker. So we really saw a lot of people um, who were also receiving their tax uh, um, returns at that time of year mm-hmm. um, start to pay down their debt a lot quicker. And and how did things sort of develop over the summer? So people were coming out of out of sort of the initial shock and parking everything. How did the how have things developed from say you know June to the present? Well, what we did see from starting in probably late May was most of our clients um, had put moratoriums on on charging off accounts. Uh, so they had suspended all that activity and um, offered deferral programs to people who were were experiencing extreme hardship because of COVID. Um, so from our perspective, we we weren't receiving as many accounts uh, from our clients. So the the listings had really dropped off substantially, um, and I think that you know. While people were were finding people in businesses, I guess were finding creative ways to adapt and survive. There was still a, a great deal of uncertainty um, on what 
you know, the, the coming months were going to look like. And, and it, it stayed relatively consistent and flat over over the, the next couple of months um, while all these credit grantors and, and, and consumers were trying to, to um, plan for an uncertain future. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. So now, I mean, here we are, you know, several months later. What's the same and what's different in terms of how MetCredit is doing its business? Well, I think what is the same is we still approach the, the uh, our role in servicing our clients the same way. It's it's just making sure that we are um, providing a professional and respectful service uh, to our clients. Uh, that we are always being considerate of, of the current circumstances of the consumer, and you know, we're trying to have a conversation with them to find the best possible solution for them to solve their problem. And you know, was there any sector or sectors that were hit more than others? No, I don't think so. It was, you know, I think the the, the businesses or the sectors that were hit the hardest were the small businesses that didn't really have the the um, capacity to to see a significant downturn in their in their business. Um, but as far as um, sectors uh, of the credit granting world, uh, whether it be the, the financial institutions or the telcos, it was it was pretty consistent as far as the treatment and and, and um, the um, I guess the the result of that treatment um, was consistent between all sectors. Now, like not long ago, um, it was actually right before the pandemic and lockdown. I think it was only a couple months before. Brian Sommerfeld wrote a blog about, and it was called The Looming Debt Apocalypse. And it quoted several news articles and other things and, and some research from uh, Canada Revenue. And essentially said ha- almost half of Canadians, something like 43 to 49 percent, couldn't afford an extra $200 bill without sac- sacrificing something or just not being able to pay the bill or miss a payment. And you know, then the pandemic hit. So the article was about, you know, if something bad happens, this could be really serious. And then something bad happened. So, you know, as much as anything, it feels like we're talking about resiliency, like who was prepared uh, for something like this. And obviously, some people and and companies were. So in terms of, you know, how they're handling things, what, what are your customers experiencing and doing right now in terms of collections? Well, it's largely returned to normal with the exception of um, creating more, I guess, options for the consumer to solve their problem. Um, So there's a lot more flexibility, Uh, you know, recognizing that this is an unprecedented unprecedented time and and circumstance. And uh, so they, you know, these, even though they, the customer may have defaulted on their arrangement or their agreement or their contract with, with um, our client, uh, they still are their customers. They still uh, want to make sure that they are, are treated with respect. And, and, and uh, um, so now what they're doing is just giving us a little bit more flexibility on um, what we can offer them to 
solve uh, their problem and pay their debt. What are your customers' priorities then? Like, what are they really after? Is it sort of like, because there's lots of concerns. There's always reputation, just getting the collection or finding a balance between the two. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right, and it's and, and it's both. But I would say that that by and large, reputation is always priority number one. So they want to be paid for the service or product that they've they provided to to their customers. Um, but their brand is always more important than um, you know one bad experience. Uh, that being that being said, the the uh, debtor or consumer has a responsibility. They've signed a contract and they have a responsibility to pay it back. So you know our clients do need to get paid back. That money is critical for, critical for them to operate their business and keep everybody that works for them employed. And so it's a delicate balance. You know, you have to make sure that you you have the cash flow to, to sustain your operations, and you also want to make sure that you are are being as um, as fair and flexible as you can, uh, given the circumstances. One of the other things that people have talked about a lot, or it's a word that you hear a lot, is change. You know, there's going to be lots of change, and things will be different. It never feels like it because you know you wake up and the view across the street is the same, and everything is generally the same. What are the new best practices in terms of dealing with, you know, credit and debt issues if you're a company? I don't think it's changed. I think that you, you know, have to make sure that you are constantly on top of your AR and that you know your customers and that the moment something starts to go a little bit sideways that you need to get on the phone and and talk to your customers. You need to be constantly communicating with them. Um, And I think that's, if you're a small medium enterprise that's 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 critical if you're a large credit grantor where you have you know tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers maybe that's not realistic or possible but you can have digital outreach programs where where you're communicating with them giving them options to to uh, pay their bills um, being a little more flexible but having a, a really really uh, well-defined uh, credit and collections process is critical you have to know that that at a certain point in time that that account is is not uh, going to cure itself and, and have a, a collection strategy using an agency uh, at your disposal. I, I love that you're saying every business needs to communicate as soon as things start going south. And the first thing you said when, when we started this was we talked to our customers. <laughs> like, you know, when it was hitting the fan in March, the first thing you guys did is talk to the customers. And it's, I, I love that, that you're consistent with that advice. Yeah, you know, and, and, and it was the same before. And it, as it is now, maybe maybe we talk a little bit more, and maybe the conversations are slightly different. And it, and it's the same from from the the consumer's perspective. You know, is is the the worst thing you can do is nothing. Uh, yes, it's scary and and uh, maybe embarrassing and and difficult to to pick up the phone and talk to that creditor, um, but it's necessary. You have to do something, anything. Just speak to your creditors, return the call to the collection, the collection agency, uh, explain your situation, listen to their recommendations, and, and make a plan with them to resolve your outstanding debt that both your creditor and, um, and yourself can live with. Clearly, communication is so critical to, you know, just your relationship with your client and managing any debt issues they may have. Um, is there anything else that's sort of really crucial in terms of the best practices going forward long term to have that credit resiliency? The, knowing the relationship with the customer from the beginning is, I think, probably the most important thing. Um, you know, there's an old saying, garbage in, garbage out. And so if you're, if you're not properly screening your customers before you're allowing them to have credit, then, then you're, you're asking for trouble right there. Um, but most 
large organizations already have that that process in place where they've got a, an adjudication model for a small to medium uh, enterprise having a proper credit application um, maybe making sure that the, if your if your customer is a, a business or a corporation that there is a personal guarantee signed by uh, the owner or the director of the company um, checking the background of, of your customer if they're asking for a large amount of credit talk to some references you know find out within the industry if we know what kind of customer they are um, and make sure before you you extend them credit that that you feel comfortable that you're going to get paid back and paid back on time who can people call if they have some credit issues with their company and they need to talk to someone call net credit uh, you know we've We've been doing this for a long time, uh, since 1972, uh, and we specialize in all sectors, uh, small to medium, medium enterprises, uh, large corporations. Uh, we have a, a team of um, account specialists that, that can answer all your questions and uh, help you get set up um, so that we can start helping you make sure that you get paid for the work that you've done for your customers. Everybody pay up! That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to Mark Biard at Met Credit for talking about the pandemic's impact on credit and debt recovery. And thank you for listening. Met Credit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Met Credit. Visit Brian Sommerfeld's blog at blog.metcredit.com. It also includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, like, or leave a review to the podcast, or share it with a friend or business associate. It really does help others find us. Drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrea Schwabi. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. So call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.